G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kira, good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk with Greg O'Connor and Michael Guerin on a Sunday morning. It's the day before the big day at Ashburton. Tomorrow's Labour Day, which is an important day in our country. Of course, it's important to recognise all the labourers and the workers' rights that we have fought for well over 100 years ago. It's also a bloody good race day at Ashburton tomorrow. It will be awesome. We have an incredibly strong support card of two and three-year-olds. We have the best trotter over short trips in this part of the world of Muscle Mountain, but we have the first real trial for the IRT New Zealand Cup. That is now 16 days away, and we have the best of the New Zealanders, short a little bit of copy that, of course, because he won at Alexandra Park on Thursday night, we have the best of the rest, including self-assured. But the big Aussie is here. Rock and roll do. Greg O'Connor, tomorrow is moving day. Some horses will embellish their chances for cups and sire stakes, oaks and derbies. Others will go backwards. It's going to be a lot of fun finding out who is who. So we have a huge preview-based show this morning. Good morning. I'm sure you're excited because you'll be heading to Ash Vegas tomorrow. Certainly, Michael. Uh, morning to you and morning to everyone tuned in as well. Really looking forward to the show. We've got a whole lot of information coming through, the likes of the Williamsons. We'll speak to Mick Stanley very, very shortly about Rock and Roll Do and where he is at, Natalie Rasmussen, John Dunn, Tim Williams. Heaps of information there for you. And we're going to catch up with Jeff McLaughlin very shortly from the club there at Ashburton. But before we do, Michael, we haven't done this before in over a year of being on SENZ Trots Talk with Harness Racing New Zealand. Let's go back to last week and pick up this. Yeah, I got a two-year-old that um, quite like called Beach Flyby. He's out of the um, Kathy's Flyby family. Um, they've all been a very good family to us. Um, he trialled on um, trialled on the weekend, and um, he he'll line up at the races this week at Auckland. And he did, and he lined up, and he won, and he paid over twenty dollars. That was pretty good. Blair Orange dropped in last week as well and said this. Yeah, well, I've got a lot of time for Helium Greg. Um, you know, he trialled up really, really nicely earlier on and then just had a wee issue. We had to put him aside for a little bit and, uh, you know, he's come back. And he did have that start uh, a couple of weeks ago at Addington where I was slightly disappointed with him. Uh, a wee bit of a training regime change and, you know, his work's been very good. And how good I think he is, um, I know there's a couple of nice first starters in there, but, um, yeah, I'd like to think he's going to be pretty hard to beat, mate. Pretty hard to beat, Michael. He came out, and at the time that Blair said that, he was paying $9. So we don't often reflect on how successful our tips were the previous week, but when they come out and do exactly what we just heard then, it's worth noting. Well, information is power, Greg. If you're going to bet information, the more information you get. Now, there's a lot of rubbish information out there these days about speed maps and lardy dars, which don't tend to work out. But when you're getting it from participants' mouths, Blair Orange leads the driver's participants or driver's Premiership. Team Telfer, of course, lead the trainers' premiership. That first voice you heard was Steve Telfer. Then it's useful. And it's useful these days because the most newspapers in the country don't have 
harness racing coverage. So if you need that sort of info, stick around for shows like this or go to hrnz.co.nz. They have reviews and previews of every single harness racing meeting in the country. And together, we can try and find some winners. This week, they have a 32-page lift-out on Ashburton tomorrow. That is our code word for the day. So you can get in to win your chance of a $50 bonus bet. Text in to double eight double three. Pretty simple stuff. Same number every week. Double eight double three. And the code word to enter is Ashburton. You can put in Ash Vegas. We might include that as well because plenty of people call it that when they pop down to the place just an hour south of Christchurch. We need your name, your TAB account number. And we need Ash Burton or Ash Vegas. And give us a little indication of where you are in the country. Tell us who you'd spend that $50 bonus bet on, which is courtesy of the tab. Just let us know what you're thinking for Ash Burton tomorrow. What's your bestie? Who's the horse you're, you're against tomorrow? Text into double eight double three your name, your TRB account number, and Ash Burton, Ash Vegas will take anything with Ash in it as our code word over the next Hour. As we know, Ashburton is one of the fastest harness racing tracks in the country, if not the fastest harness racing track in the country. And Jeff McLaughlin is one of the heads of racing in Ashburton, not only for the harness, but for the gallops. We're going to try and talk to him this morning to get uh, his track update and a bit of a bit of a background as to what's going to happen tomorrow. I think Jeff could be on the phone with us now. Jeffrey, are you there? No Jeff just yet, we'll be getting him shortly. Other guests on the show today, Mick Stanley from Australia here with Rock and Roll. Do Jeff is now with us. Good morning to you, Jeff. How are you? Yeah, hi, Mick. How are you today? I'm absolutely flying. Greg's flying more because he'll be driving down to your wonderful track tomorrow. What's the weather like in Ashburton? What are we expecting tomorrow? And while we don't have track updates, of course, for on a weather track, when was the last time the track was given a bit of a spruce up down there, whether they've put some more top on it, whether they've taken the machinery to it? Tell us what's going to happen down there tomorrow. Inform us about all the wonderful things for Labor Day Monday. Well, for Labor Day Monday, um, forecast isn't the greatest. Uh, at the moment, there's a wee bit of a few showers late late afternoon forecast, so we hope that that um, doesn't come, because, you know, I'm in Christchurch today, and it's just a gorgeous day. It'll be mid-20s today, so if it could, you know, hold off a wee bit, we'd be very, very grateful. Um so we've we obviously have a grader and a, a conditioner down there. Alan Shand, who does the majority of work on the on the track, has graded um, and conditioned recently. Um, we've had more top put on it prior to the last set of trials we had there Tuesday um, week ago. Um, so track should be as good as we can get it tomorrow. Jeff, you also have gallops, of course, at Ashburton as well. When yep. We had a major meeting there last week. Is tomorrow's meeting the biggest meeting of the year, or is the Christmas meeting the biggest meeting of the year, with, of course, the caveat that you guys don't have the jewels at the moment? No, this 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 is our, our big game. I mean, um, you know, we've got to thank um, Harness Race in New Zealand and all, all the sponsors, um, Cam and the team from NZB and you know Martin and Sire Stakes people. Um, this probably will be the as a purest um, the best race meeting um, outside a Cup Day um, anywhere. Um, with the, you know there's eight races there, um, seven listed. 
um, hopefully they they fly and and you know and all the big you know the cream rises to the top and the big guns come out and play. Jeff, who wins the flying stakes? Self assured, the Aussie, Beady Joe. Do you have any thoughts? Look, if if, if the phones, if, if all the people that keep ringing me and telling me the Aussies going to win it are correct, um, we're in for a couple of really good you know a couple of weeks. With you know you can only improve what he does tomorrow at our place. Um, he may be just, um, yeah, I hate to say how many people have rung and told and tried to tell me that his, his work's been sensational. Um, and I don't know if that's just the rumour or not, but, yeah, the phone hasn't stopped saying, get, get there tomorrow and see the Aussie. Jeff, let's find out. We've got Mick Stanley on the line right now. Thank you for your time this morning, Jeff. Jeff, of course, from the Ashburton Trotting Club. Mick Stanley, the rumours are flying around that rock and roll do is over here and rocking and rolling. Are they true? Well, I'm not too sure where they come from, Mick, because he's only had one hobble since we've been here, and it um, was a very slow, uh, casual piece of work, and he didn't even pull out from the uh, Galvin pacemaker's back. So um, not too sure where the rumours come from, but anyway, he's uh, he's fit and healthy. That's the main thing, Mick. Mick, there's, this is horse racing. Rumours start, and they take on a life of their own. Make this simple for people, because we can start the love fest for rock and roll do another time, because we all love him, and no one loves him more than you. Where is he exactly at for tomorrow, and taking into mind the standing start, the quality of the opposition, the travel days last week where you couldn't work him, what are you expecting for our punters at home? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously uh, he's not going to be 100%. We, we know that. Um, but I would, I'd expect, um, you know, a lot of horses like self assured and that aren't 100% either. They'd have something left uh, up their sleeve to, to wind their, their horses up for the cup week as well. So, um, look, he, he's, he, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he's close to... Um, He's close to, to fitness. He, he never lo- lost a lot. I mean, obviously, the Victoria Cup was only two weeks ago, so it's not as if um, even though missing a lot of work, would he would lose a lot of fitness. So, um, yeah, while we can screw him down a little bit, um, I think he'll be, um, you know, fit enough to, to be uh, really competitive um, if things go his way still. Mick Gregg here. Great to have you in the country, and I know you've been pleased with the horse. Uh, standing start-wise, he comes up with a wide front row draw, which I know you were, were pleased with, an altar-wise guy on Old Town Road either side of him. How much work have you done on the standing starts? Not a lot since you've been here, but how much did you do back at home with him to fit him for this trip? Yeah, morning to you, Greg. Um, yeah, look, he, he's uh, he's had a, he's had the tape out in front of him quite a lot. Basically, every time he's had the hobbles on at home, the, the strand has been brought out to give him some practice. So now we all know that um, you know that that can be quite easy at home when you're just sort of doing it on your own. Horses can handle the tape going in and out. So um, yeah, the challenge will be tomorrow that with horses all around him, you know, fast beginners, horses going sideways and that sort of thing, how he handles that side of it. So um, apart from apart from uh, that sort of thing, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that um, the strand itself he will, he will handle. It's not in the nature of most Aussies to fear anyone, but who's the hardest to beat? Who, who's the ones tomorrow that you think, yep, they'll be really hard to beat? Um, well, it's hard. It's a hard question because when you're in these races, Greg, Every horse uh, generally is 
a top-line horse in good form. So I think Self-Assured has been building nicely, although he hasn't won. I, I think uh, he's been getting driven to, to build nicely into his preparation. Uh, BD Joe has been impressive. Um, yeah, and then you throw in horses, um, you know, from other form lines like Old Town Road and the likes that... Um, that are also in winning form. So, um, yeah, they, these races are great race, and you, you have to give um, the, the most respect to uh, every horse. Now, Mick, we, we, this is a public service announcement. Obviously, you're over here by yourself, so, so your wonderful wife is at home looking after the kids and looking after the other horses. Your big mate, Josh Jenkins, who played in the AFL, he's not over here yet. So you don't have any Aussie mates with you, do you, apart from Brendan James, the owner? So... Should we hit, look, put out a public service announcement? Anybody who wants to join Team Mick Stanley, how, how do they do that? Can they come talk to you at Ashburton tomorrow? Can they bring a kangaroo flag? I mean, how can we get some friends for you for this trip? Because I feel bad you actually had to turn up the other day and have coffee with Greg O'Connor. So, so far, <laughs> so far things aren't going the way you wanted them to, are they? No, no, but it, as you said, I'm sure it will get better. But, yeah, if... Uh yeah, I'm sure if you want to join the, the Rock and Roll Dude bandwagon, um, if you see me, just take me to the bar and buy me a beer, and, I'll, and I'll, that, that's all it will take after the race. What a cheap date. Because that Brendan James in the background, is that your owner in the background that you're carrying on? Yeah, he, he said make sure the beer is after the race, obviously, that's yeah. Probably, but, uh, probably. Yeah. Look, I'll tell any, you what, if, any day. if he yeah. was a better owner, if he was any smarter, he'd pop down to one of those tacky stores in the Christchurch year and buy 100 rock and, do, rock and roll do hats and hand them out to people. That's what I would do, considering you boys don't have anything else to do today apart from cleaning gear. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's true, yeah, that's true. So, well... We, we're not going to get too far ahead of ourselves in uh, that regard, Mick. So let us, hopefully the horse can uh, achieve something on the way and then, uh, you know, we, we might be able to think about um, making some hats. Then your boys can go hat shopping. Mate, great to have you guys here and congratulations to Brendan for, for bunking up the dollars and coming over and we wish you the best of luck tomorrow in the Flying Stakes. No, nah, beauty. Thanks, guys. Greg, it adds a whole new dimension to the whole build-up. We haven't had the Australians here for several years for obvious reasons. I mean, COVID's robbed us of a proper cup time. But if he comes out tomorrow and even finishes top three, unless self-assured does something special, he might start favourite in the cup. And we saw Majestic Cruiser, for those who missed it last night, very good running fifth at Menangle, not really put into the race. He'll race in the Len Smith this week and should be on track for the cup. It just adds... So much, Greg, having the Australians here. And it's a strength harness racing has, which the Gallops don't get a chance to use very often. No, exactly. And as I mentioned uh, when I first introduced myself to Mick then, um, they don't have any fear. And I know Cam Hart doesn't with Majestic Cruiser. So when it comes to the Cup, I think we'll see a lot more moves. And you and I have talked about it off a year. This could be a Cup for the ages because the depth this year is there. And it's part of the reason why Mark Purden's looking to opt out with Akuta because it's such a deep Cup field. But having them here will heighten the interest not only in this land but across there. And it's, it's just great for harness racing and you know, Mick's a terrific bloke, you, you, you heard him there he's he's uh, very affable, very uh, very friendly sort of a guy and a very good horseman, he's trained over 500 winners Michael and about 9 or 10 group 1s and he's got a superstar in this horse so I, I heed what you're saying about tomorrow, whatever he does uh, he will improve on but if he comes out and wins tomorrow he could 
he could shorten into around 250 for the Cup, which you would not have believed a month ago. Well, he was 26 a month ago after he won the Kilmore Cup. Let's head on to the other races coming up tomorrow. We're going to take a short break, catch your breath, make some phone calls. All those odds are available on trb.co.nz. Getting the text in from Tristan. Tristan said, I like spank him. A place, not bad, 3.5 for the big go there tomorrow. Getting a few ins from other people. Um, self-assured from Brett. Brett said, self-assured, he's the race by Grins rep for SENZ. We should all be backing him. The good news is, no matter who you want to back tomorrow in the big dance, the flying stakes, you're going to get a good price about them. On the other side of this break, we are going to quick fire talk to some of the people who are going to dominate tomorrow and help you make a dollar. But get those texts in. Double eight double three. Your name, your TRB account number, the code word Ashburton, Ash Vegas, Ash anything, and of course tell us what you're going to do with the fifty dollars that the TAB may give to you once producer dude Robbie chooses our best, funniest, or most informative text. Back shortly with some winners. Welcome back to Trust Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Get those texts in double eight double three. Your name. Your TRB account number, the code word Ashburton, Ash Vegas, we'll take Ash anything. And who are you going to have a bet on tomorrow at Ashburton? Maybe this champion driver can help us. Good morning, Natalie Rasmussen, how are you? Uh, good morning, Mick, how are you? I'm absolutely bouncing now. I'm looking forward to this time of the year. It was, felt like a long winter in harness racing, but spring's definitely here. How are the boys, as you may call them, Spankham and self-assured for the big dance tomorrow? Look, Mick, they seem very well. Um, I think self-assured, you know, he's had the two hard runs, but he's come through them both really, really well. Um, he's getting fitter each start, and he's got a very, very good draw to work with tomorrow. So he's in a great place. Um, and look, Spankham's work has been excellent, but he's just an older horse now, and I think we've just got to be a little bit conscious of that um, when I drive him. Um, he's, not a, he's not a young man anymore. I know how he feels, Nat. Um, in that regard, and I know it's a harsh thing to say, but he doesn't listen to the radio, so he won't care. Are Spankham's best days behind him? Is it a case that he's a factor in these races but probably isn't going to win most of them unless it's a lead in a Taylor Mile type thing, That Most definitely, Mick, yeah. Look, he's he's done an amazing job. You know, he's raced at the elite level year in, year out. Um, and he's an older horse now, so he'd need an awful lot of luck in running to win a big race like the Cup. Look, he's always a place chance. Um, he never lets you down. He always tries his best. So... Um, his probably his career is coming to an end, but you know he deserves another shot at this. He's, he's happy and sound, and he loves being in the barn and being part of the team. So with a little bit of luck, look, he could run a great race, but he will need luck on his side. Self-assured's an amazing horse, Nat, because he never runs out of the money, and he just seems to go super all the time. Where do you think he is at? Because I know this time last year he was struggling a little bit with the dust and it annoying him. Uh, and then obviously he came back in the autumn and he was right back to his absolute best. Where is he at at this stage of his cup campaign? Yeah, I think he's he's right where we want him right now. Um, this ne- next run tomorrow will um, you know tighten him up even even more. So he know he's in a great space, and whether he goes to Kaikoura or not, Mark will make that decision after Ashburton. Um, but look, I think with the three runs and maybe even Cup Day trials heading into the Cup, he'll be he'll be bang on, and he does seem super well. Nat, you have some awesome chances on the undercard. Morning to you. Want to whip through some of those because. In, in particular, there's a couple of key races there. I speak of race number three, where your drive, Franco Mack, goes head-to-head with Republican Party. Of course, they were placed in the Group 1, both of them, behind Akuta. You've drawn to the inside of Republican Party in just a six-horse field. 
What's your attitude to tomorrow's sophomore? Look, I, I give him a really good chance, actually. Um, I have handed to Republican Party um, previously when he he then handed over again and I was ended up three fence and Franco Mac was really quite unlucky. So I think I would be quite keen if I did find the front to possibly hold it. Um, Franco Mac, like it's only a short trip and he's, you know, he's, he's a good horse. He's going really well. So I'd like to give him his chance. So I, I actually give him a really good chance of running into. All right, the next race is a New Zealand Sire Stakes heat for the Phillies. Is it a case of the stable star Millwood Nike just being too quick again? Your drive, Lovestruck, is drawn to her outside. Yeah, um, look, I, I, look, it's quite a funny thing. Millwood Nike does step up unbelievably race day. She's just a great, great filly. But in saying that, Lovestruck works really good. I think when she went to Auckland, um, she just wasn't at her absolute best. I thought her last start was good. Um, in that second, we've just just changed her shoes a bit, and I, her work yesterday was amazing. So I, I give her a sneaky chance, but I'd have to be Millwood Nike would have to have a bit of bad luck for me to beat her. And it is a lovely right, the, field as well. Yeah, it is. It is a deep field with the likes of Kalua Flyby and Adi by the seaside. The Neverly Are Phillies Heat True Fantasy has hurt the punters twice this season. Last time wasn't her fault. She had a fibrillation. So how she bounced back from that, and she's got a good front row draw, mind you, there's a few of the All-Stars team around her. I give her, Greg, like a really good chance tomorrow. I know she's been disappointing. I was disappointed with her first up this time in when she ran second, but she was fresh up. Um, and then, you know, after that, obviously she had a bit of a bug because I said to Mark after that race, she seemed flat. I just couldn't. She didn't seem like she wanted to be there. But we have had a bit of a, a bug go through the entire team. Um, and then she fibrillated her next start. So, you know, I think I'd put a line through both of those. And I think we'll see the True Fantasy bounce back tomorrow. Her work's been excellent. All right. She takes on the likes of Chambray, uh, Queen of Diamonds, a better you all out of uh, your barn. To the Woodland Stud size stakes heat, Natalie. And the horse we've been waiting to see this campaign Beckham, he comes to the races as a short price favourite with the bookmakers. How's he? His trials have looked good. And what's your, I suppose, attitude and your opinion of him going into tomorrow? I, I really like him, Greg. He's he's drawn nice and handy there. Um, it's a big field, so I certainly won't be going back. Um, I think he has to run in three to qualify for the size final. I know he's had only had the three trials, no racing. It would have been lovely to have a race under his belt, but I think he's forward enough. Um, to make his own luck and still run a great race. Um, I, I will be driving him very positive. All right, you've got With Style, Sherlock, Final Collect, Carrera Rapido and Sinbad. They're all handy horses, aren't they? They're really handy horses, yeah. I think um, With Style's been so unlucky. He's just kept drawing awful and, and not having much luck in running. But um, with the change of barrier draws, I wouldn't be surprised to see him run quite a cheeky race. Um, Sherlock's a lovely horse. He's, he's a, His first two starts, the third and the fifth, he... He'd come from a long, long way back after had bad barrier draws, um, and he he made he won his last start, and I think he's better than that than when he went last week. He just wouldn't go to the sprint lane. He was really quite green, but he's a lovely horse. He will be the hardest one for me to beat, I think. Um, but then you've got like your Ultimedia in there, who's a lovely horse as well. Final Collect just keeps drawing awful, um, so he's probably in a world of bother again from the draw. But you know you can't be disappointed with his runs. He's, he's keep drawing outside the front, and he makes his own luck and gets a good spot and he's trying hard but from the draw it'll be awkward for him and then I thought career rapido he'll get his own he'll a bit of luck from there hopefully he'll just be three fence or something he won't be too far away and Sinbad I thought his first up or his second run when he ran second last start was excellent 
So, and he's a definite improver. He's quite a big horse, and I think he would have benefited heaps from those two starts. So I wouldn't discard him either. Ned, it's going to be a super day tomorrow. Um, just quickly before we get to John Dunn, what have you made of rock and roll do? I know you don't sit up till midnight every night watching harness racing, but I'm sure you've seen the Victoria Cup. Um, you know a good horse. You've trained and driven plenty of them. What do you make of rock and roll do? Look, I think he's a lovely horse, and I, I know Michael's a great trainer. Um, he'll have his horse spot on and ready to go. Uh, I think he, he'll be fit, and I'm sure whatever he does here, he'll be better again by cup time. So I think, you know, very, very, very healthy respect. I think the horse is he's quick and he's tough, um, and I know Michael drives him good, and, and he'll be fit and ready to go. So, yeah, a massive amount of respect for him. Now, we appreciate your time. Um, go well tomorrow with Mark and the rest of the team, Hayden, and everybody down there at the All-Stars. Thank you, guys. Great to get Natalie Rasmussen's attitude to some of her drives tomorrow. John Dunn joins us. John, before we get into tomorrow, which is going to be a super day, what's up with Sunday Sun? I know you had the option to head to Ashburton tomorrow. He's not heading there. Uh, is he going to Kaikoura? Yeah, morning, guys. And, uh, yeah, the plan is at the moment uh, to head to Kaikoura. Sort of, we nominated for Addington on Friday, and he caught 55 metres, which is too far. And then... Um, yeah, we did, we did the last couple of years just bypass the mile trip, so um, we weren't keen to put him in a mobile, sort of fire him up the short to the big race. John, can Diamond Racing have Sunday Sun back at his peak for the Dominion on the Friday of Cup Week? Yeah, we hope so. We hope so. We know we've had a couple of wee hiccups, uh, especially as gallops the last two times out, which is uh, disappointing. But um, work yesterday, yeah, I think we're going to have him ready. Okay, the horse which has all the hype from your barn tomorrow is Highgrove. We know how good he is. He looked like he peaked on his run last time out behind race rival Hot to Trot. Will we see a better Highgrove tomorrow? And can you go forward enough to stay handy? Because Ashburton is not a track to be coming from back in the field. No, it's not. It is a trick. You've got to sort of be on this pace, and uh, especially over the short short trip, seventeen hundred. So um, yeah, he's got great gate speed. He's sort of if if he's on song, you can let him roll. So um, it can't fault his training. And, and like you say, he did peak on his run first up, but he comes through that well, and, and sort of has gone on from from then. So um, yeah, it seems pretty happy going into tomorrow. Johnny Bark in race number three. Three wins, bang. Got it wrong last time. Gets barrier one in race number three, the sophomore. How's he? He's good. He's good. He just boy, he sort of lacks a bit of ring craft. He's, he's got the motor there. Um, I say one, one, three of them, very good. Sort of bends to sort of trip him up, and that's what found him out last time. Sort of they walked, walked early and uh, sprinted the last half very quick and sort of got off the track and got it wrong so um changed a wee bit of gear with him but um no he seems he's got a good draw to work with um so hopefully get a nice suck on the pegs there but the ability's definitely there all right you've got the arties you drive in race number four which is uh for the fillies of course arty by the seaside for the telfers and arty by the hill goes round in our featured trot uh both of them will need luck but both of them can operate from uh, a pretty handy barrier draw yeah, the way through old Philly, you can't fault what she's done since being down here. And um, luck is a good field, but a um, couple, couple of smarties in there. But the way she's been going, she won't disgrace herself, all right. John, we appreciate your time this morning, mate. Get to Ashburton safe. Have a great day there. We'll talk to you again before Cup Day. 
Cheers, Matt. John Dunn, part of Diamond Racing. Let's head to his close relation, Tim Williams. Tim, things are going awesome for you at the moment. You're driving up a storm. Well done. What's your best chance of getting a winner for us at Ashburton tomorrow? Because, man, you've got some firepower behind you. Yeah, g'day, guys. Um, geez, you stumped me with a tricky question straight off the bat here, Mick. I can, uh, I could give you a darling me, but you probably won't get rich. Tell me, is she turning into a really, really good mare, or is she been racing the right type of horses to make her look better? Because when you're a dormy's daughter, the bar's set pretty darn high. I think it's a combination of the two, Mick. I think uh, she's really just strengthened up, you know, a lot more since she had that last break under, and obviously the races she's she's fitted into, it's um, you know been been ideal for her and. She's had had the confidence up for a wee while now, and she's one of those horses. Since she got the confidence right up, you know she um, she gets around like Tarzan. So you know, hopefully uh, she comes out like Tarzan again tomorrow. Hey Timmy, you got several chances tomorrow. Kalua flyby. She's been excellent this campaign. Got the Cambridge win over Advance Party. She's got the wide draw. Uh, it won't be easy against the likes of Millwood, Nike, and Love Struck. And the stable also have Artie by the seaside. So it's a good contest, isn't it? Yeah, look, it'll be a really good race. Obviously, winning the heat um, meant we got the outside draw, but you know, with the scratching, we come in one closer. And, and small field, she's she's got a lot of speed too. And you know, she showed that at, at Cambridge to, to make up the ground on those quick sectionals they run there. So, uh, yeah, you know, she's probably going to need a little bit of ounce of luck during the running, or you know, someone had bad luck. But uh, you know, couldn't be more happy with her since she's come down. She settled in great, and uh, you know, looking forward to get, getting behind her again tomorrow. Five Wise Men's only had one start at Ashburn. It was a winning one. He takes on the Trotters. What did you make of his first up run? They go around in the What the Hill flying sprint. Yeah, look really happy with him, Greg. Obviously, it was his first run. He um, had a little bit of a sort of interrupted prep with the two trials, so pretty spaced. So he'll take a lot of improvement off the first run. But uh, like you say, it's, uh, it's not going to be easy again tomorrow. It's a uh, it's a sharp field, and I, I obviously over the short course, so I won't be mucking around. So yeah, hopefully if we lob somewhere handy, and he's running on. It'll be a you know good to get another run under his belt heading in a couple of weeks. I'm sure Ulta Meteor will go well in the size stakes heat. Before we let you go, though, we need to find out about Ulta Wise Guy, and of course BD Joe Benjamin Butcher, BD Joe Barrier One. You with Ulta Wise Guy is his greatest attribute. His standing start manners when he hits them very quickly. Ulta Wise Guy. He gets himself into these races and therefore is always a first four chance. Yeah, I think so. Like you say, he's, um, he is naturally very quick out of the block, so hopefully he takes that first step in that direction and the biggest sister in Randash Burton. So I'm quite happy with the draw and he's come through the run well with Methan, so yeah, it's, a, it's a very good field tomorrow, but um, yeah, I'm expecting a, a really good run from him. And obviously, yeah, BD Joe drawn one here if, you know, if he gets away. Smartly, he's uh, you know he's going to be in the thick of it too. The way he's been going, couldn't fault him either. Good on you, Timmy, mate. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thanks for all your time on Trot's Talk over the last couple of months. Don't worry, we're going to keep bothering you in the weeks ahead. No worries. Thanks so much, guys. Get those texts into double eight double three as we head to a break. We're getting in uh, to a pick of Vegas in the Vegas. We're getting all sorts of Vegases coming up. Andre's gone. Danny Virk, Dane Vegas. So get the Vegases in. Text into double eight double three. Your name, your TRB account number. And the code word, something Ashburton, something Vegas. You chuck it in there. We will take care of it. Tell us who you're backing tomorrow at Ashburton. We'll take a break. Come back on the other side. We're going to go hunting for some more winners, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Welcome back into Trot Stalk. Uh, let's head south uh, with our Southern Man section and uh, catch up with Nathan Williamson. Morning to you, Nathan. 
Morning, Greg. Yeah, thanks so much for your time. Pembroke Playboy, another interrupted preparation leading into a big race. This must be very frustrating for you. Yeah, he's certainly proving quite frustrating, Greg, but um, that's what everything seems pretty sweet at the moment, and he's, um, I'm going there with a little bit of confidence for Monday. He's in good form, so um, we'll um, see how we go. I know you had a workout there on Friday along with a few stable mates. Did he do what you wanted him to? Uh, pretty much, it was just a trip with Greg, but we just—I just wanted a couple of wee um, gear adjustments I was making on not only him but a couple of the others that I had in. So it was just—it was a very pedestrian sort of run, and we just all finished together. But um, no, I got got what I wanted out of it, and um, no, he certainly um, pulled up good, and he—he he seems good. Um, I travelled him through to Omaru yesterday, and he travelled up there and ate up good last night, and he jogged well this morning. So no, pretty happy with him, and um, and and the others for that matter. So. Um, yeah, we'll just um, keep our fingers crossed for Monday. Yeah, placed in the race last year. Nice barrier draw, good manners. What's a pass mark tomorrow? Uh, look, Greg, I think if he if he got a nice run, he's a good beginner, so I'll be liking, uh, looking to sort of, um, you know, begin as quickly as we can and sort of perhaps get to the market pegs. If he can get to the market pegs, I'd like to think um, a top four performance, I'll be happy. Um, obviously, I mean, that's probably... Um, you know, a bit steep, I suppose, with um, the strength of the field. But I think um, if he was into the, you know, stepped into the trail or threw back the fence, um, he'd be right there um, as he was last year. You know, so um, no, he seems in good form. Sandwave and Raka Murph also go to Ashburton. You happy with both? Um, yeah, Sandwave. Uh, very happy with him. He's um, was a little bit below par, obviously first up, but um, the sectionals of the race made it difficult, and he didn't pace very well in the last bend, so. Made a few adjustments with him and um, been really happy with the way he's been training and trialling and he's travelled up a tree time so um, pretty confident he can um, yeah be right there on uh, Monday. Um, yeah, I think he's up to them. All right, you've got a few chances today. Fly Without Wings, a first starter in race two, taking on your dad. He's got a couple of nice trotters in it. Uh, really like the way this horse trialled. What are your expectations today and can you beat... Aroha Kenny, who's been good in two runs to date, and of course Kenny's Charm, who's on debut. Um, well, that's a million dollar question, Greg. Um, look, nice horse, and definitely one um, with a with a you know good future, I think. Um, but yeah, whether it's um, you know whether he's able to beat those horses today, I'd be surprised if he could. To be honest, um, you know Aroha Kenny's a very quality filly and has been placed twice at Eddington before and um, I know Dad holds the other one in high regard as well so look, I'd be thinking if he could um, be running on and into the top four would be a great result and um, definitely a horse to follow though I think he's quite smart. Three placings for the filly McCaitlin Denario got a wide draw in race number five but she's got the talent to win a race like this for sure and probably win a few more too. Yeah Third in the side stakes heat um, at Eddington, fresh up, probably bodes pretty well for this type of race. And um, the only thing that is an issue is the draw. Um, over 1,700, it doesn't make it um, real straightforward, but she's probably got the class to overcome it. I think she's um, you know, still the one to beat, even with her draw. Tuapika Logic Cup, it is the Tuapika Cup. You've got Get Up and Dance. He couldn't have done any more than what he did fresh up. And, well, he's got a big motor. We saw that at Addington at the Cup meeting last year when you won the Futurity. How's he going into today? Yeah, look, he seems good. Um, he's come through that run well. Um, you know, obviously, 
a wee bit of a step up in grade today as far as, you know, there's a few quality horses in there and it, it might just become a little bit tricky. I wouldn't think it's overly straightforward just the way the race might pan out and some fast beginners um, off the front could sort of put some acres between me and them. But um, he's got the class to, to be right there and I think, um, you know, he, he's definitely a, a good each-way chance. But, um, yeah, just, uh, you know, a pretty even field and um, some really nice horses in there also. Thanks, Nathan. Great to have you on the show this morning, mate. Good luck with Pembroke Playboy tomorrow. And, of course, good luck today as the Tour Picker Club heads closer to your home down there in Invercargill. Hey, cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Nathan Good Williamson. Uh, his father, Phil, is on the road somewhere between Omaru and Tuapeka, which is actually at Invercargill today, so he might have got lost. Who knows? But we can't get hold of him because, like so many of our harness racing participants, he is busy. We'll take a break. While we're taking a break, you get your text into double eight double three. your name, your TAB account number, and the code word... Vegas, Ashburton, or maybe if you live in Timberroots, it's Tim Vegas. Whatever you want, producer dude Robbie will know how to handle it and give us your bets for what you're going to be doing tomorrow at Ashburton. Your chance to win $50 courtesy of the tab. Thank you, TAB people. Don't forget, HRNZ have a 32-page lift out. 32 pages available on hrnz.co.nz. On the other side of this break, we will give you the winner of that $50 bonus bet and talk about one of the great New Zealand harness racing drivers who sadly passed away on Friday. We'll talk to Colin DeFilippi about his brother, Mike. Closing in on 12 o'clock in our Greyhound show coming up here on SENZ. But for many of us in harness racing, particularly those who grew up in the 80s and 90s, a sad day on Friday, the passing of Mike DeFilippi, aged just 71, too young to be leaving us and an outstanding driver, 1,161 wins domestically in New Zealand. Uh, his brother Colin joins us now. Colin, uh, our condolences to you, to all the family, to Mike's six children. He was a unique individual, your brother, and a very unique driver. Um, tell us about what sort of guy Mike was. Yeah, good, Mick. Um, no, you probably summed it up. He's, um Growing up, he was only the two of us in the family, and um, he was a couple of years older than me, Mick, um, and I always looked up to him. Um, he could always, he, like he had old, an old head on young shoulders. Um, he was very good at sport. No matter what sport he took on, he, he seemed to just excel at it. Rugby, he was extra good at. Um, it's a pity he gave up when he was 19 and he took on, the, you know, when he got more serious with the horses. Um, he was just all skill, guts and determination on the field um, yeah he he didn't suffer fools Mick as you know and he didn't have a lot to say if he didn't have something you know worthwhile saying but um, he was a hard worker, he was good at his job and uh, yeah it's a pity that he um, didn't live a bit longer to Mick Colin, I remember meeting your brother when I was 14 years old. He drove a horse for us over on the West Coast, and I was awestruck by him. He had a certain confidence about him. He would walk around almost with a strut. Was he Was he always like that? I'm not talking arrogance. It was just a confidence that he knew <laughs> what he was doing. Oh, I think he did, Mick. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, and as I said, he didn't suffer fools. He didn't um, – there was no skite in him, but he was uh, – um, yeah, hard to describe, Mick. He, he was 
always capable, you know, whatever he took on. Um, no matter if it was work or play, but uh, he, he could turn his hand to most things. Colin, condolences from the wider harness racing family. Gee, he drove some good horses. Back in the mid-70s, he was a young man. He drove his first winner in 71, but horses like Master Dean and Quiet Touch and Alias Armbro, and, of course, he was involved in the famous derby of 84, winning it with Naval Officer, and he drove that flying mare in bionic chance. Um, it was a reflection that those trainers put him on because they had the confidence in your brother. Yeah, for sure, Mick. He was up with the best of them. Um, sorry, Greg. Um, yeah, he big races didn't phase him. Um, probably the only thing he lacked, and I lacked a wee bit myself, was a big team behind you. You know, we uh, they're going to train a like driving for a team that's going to, you know, give you fifty winners a year is a good base. But he never had that. But um, you know, a lot of the good trainers did put him on. Colin, I believe um, it's going to be a, a private funeral, so this is going to be a private chance for the family to, to say goodbye to Mike, and, and uh, I suppose other people over Cup Week are going to come up, shake your hand, and there'll be a few people who, who raise a glass, which Mike didn't mind doing. No, he enjoyed a beer, and he enjoyed the company, Mick. Um, yeah, no, it was in his will that he wanted a private funeral. Um, he's never won for crowds, or, um, well, he hated funerals anyway, no matter whose it was, so... Uh, that's that's what he wants, Mick. Um, and it, it won't be happening till week after next because his oldest daughter, Joanne, she's in Germany on work and his other two daughters, next two daughters down are both in Aussie, so that'll happen the week after next. Well, Colin, uh, the bond between brothers is a very special one. I know that myself having lost a brother and what you two men were able to do has been remarkable. The name De Filippi a name which probably wasn't known in racing 50 years ago, will last forever now in the annuals of history, mate. I know your brother, I know you're proud of him. I know he was also very proud of you, Colin, so thank you for taking the time to join us. And as I said, hopefully we all get a chance to get together one day and raise a glass to, to Mike, because he would have enjoyed that. Yeah, he would too, Mike, and uh, no, thanks for those words. Colin, uh, thank you for your time, and we'll see you during Cup Week. Colin DeFilippi, the one of the legends of harness racing, lost his brother Mike, who was also in the Thousand Winning Club, a fearless driver. And he would have enjoyed this segment on a Sunday because he was, among all things, a Southern man. I'm a Southern man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood, and I'm going to be here till I'm dead and And on the eve, of course, Michael of the New Zealand Bloodstock Air Freight Ashburton Flying Stakes, which he calls one of the great upsets with Hoppy's Jet, uh, pretty appropriate. And, yeah, Mike, just one of the great blokes of the game. And uh, as you heard from Colin there, Colin suggesting to me many times that Mike was a way better driver than he was because when you think about that, he only drove half as many as Colin has driven. All right, so let's get our winner, Greg, um, before we get it to uh, our $50 winner. Yeah, we, uh, we're, going with, we're going with Barry today. Okay, um, good on you, Barry. Congratulations. Catch all the harness racing stuff tomorrow. Make sure you go to hrnz.co.nz. Go to tab.co.nz for the odds. Thanks to all our guests today. Of course, it'll be on trackside tomorrow. Barry, congratulations. You got 50 bucks from the TAB. Enjoy it. So after this break here on SCNZ, we're going hunting for some dog winners. It's our puppy show.